Welcome, welcome, amazing entrepreneurs. I am so excited that you're here today. We are going to talk about something that is very necessary when you run your own business, productivity. How much are you getting done every single day? We're going to talk about three things that you can start doing today to get more done in your business and in your life and how to stay focused on the things that you need to do, even if you don't want to do them, including one that I get a lot of pushback on when I tell my students and encourage them to try it. I know it's scary. I am so excited for the official launch of the podcast. This is the business straight up podcast. Check out show notes for this and all episodes at www.businessstraightuppodcast.com. And if you love it, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. I know that it takes some time, but man, those reviews mean so much to me. And we have a special prize coming up for a review of the week that you won't want to miss. I'm really excited for that. So without further ado, let's jump in and talk about productivity, how to get more done. Hey, hey there, awesome people. I am Brooke Summer and you are listening to Business Straight Up the podcast for creative entrepreneurs to learn, connect, grow, and build the business and life that they dream of. Welcome. Let's get going and dive right in. Hello, hello, amazing entrepreneurs. Welcome to this episode of Business Straight Up, the podcast with business help for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. Today, we're going to be talking about productivity. I really don't like the word hack. I feel like it just sounds fake to me, like you're trying to hack something. I don't know, like you're trying to figure it out. And really, we're all just trying to figure this out, right? So I want to talk a little bit about productivity. And I'm going to go into specifically three things that you can start doing today to help you get more done. Because I know that it seems like so many people have told me that it just seems like I have endless energy. And that's not true. I actually have an autoimmune disease. I have psoriatic arthritis. And so dealing with that in running my business is a challenge. And so I work really, really hard to get as much done as possible in a very small time frame. So let's talk about productivity. I want to take you back first of all to the year 2009. (laughs) My first session was in 2006. As I've shared with you in the past, I did my first paid session was a senior session for a whopping $20. And I was just so thrilled that someone was going to pay me to do what I loved. And it was amazing. And I kind of just shot here and there, did a couple seniors, some family stuff like that. And when I started working with boudoir specifically in 2009, I was so excited. This new genre, loved it. And I was just so excited to move forward with it. I spent about three years. That was also the year that I went from my Sony camera to a Canon. I got my first Canon SLR. I met a guy at a weird diner from Craigslist because I was a little scared. And I took my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, with me and bought this camera. Super excited. And I started really shooting a lot in 2009. So I spent about three years really, really learning my camera. And in 2012, I knew that I wasn't necessarily an expert with my camera, but I was getting good. And I knew what I was doing. And this at the time was my side hustle. So I was working in my marketing job 
And this was what I did on the weekends, at night, all that good stuff. So if I knew my camera pretty well and I took good photos, why weren't people booking me? (laughs) That was the golden question, right? I was like, I have a website. Now I'm not saying it was a great website, but I had a website and I had Facebook and I was part of community and I was doing all of these things, but people weren't booking me. And there's so much that goes into that. And it's this really long story. So we're not going to talk about that today, but ultimately I decided that my focus now needed to be on business instead of just shooting when it came to education. So Prior to this, I had gone to every shooting class I could possibly think of, like off-camera flash and posing and lighting and all of these crazy shooting classes. I remember being in tears trying to figure out how to get the background blurry. (laughs) Has anyone like been with me on that when you're, or like learning Photoshop? Oh my gosh, another tears moment. I literally had to remove every other image program from my computer to force myself to use Photoshop because I would just revert back to my old programs when I got frustrated. And there were so many tears shed, but I learned it. I learned Photoshop. I learned how to shoot. And now I knew that it was time to learn business. 2012 was also the year I got laid off from my full-time job. And so I was terrified. I was so scared. And that was the first year that I invested what was an absolutely insane amount of money for me at the time into a business course that had absolutely nothing to do with photography and everything to do with business. It was $2,000 and I had to split up the payments on my credit card and I was terrified about going into debt. I just remember like, I was like $2,000. That is so much money because I didn't have any money coming in. I mean, I had my full-time job, which was great. And it wasn't a bad salary, but it definitely wasn't allowing me to just spend two grand whenever I wanted to. So with my husband's, or at that time, fiance, (laughs) um, actually no, husband. Yeah, we got married 1911. Sorry, honey. Um, At that time, we were married with his blessing. I invested about $2,000 into this business course. And it was terrifying. It was so scary. And that was also the year that I decided to start tracking my time. I wanted to see where I was really spending my time and what I was doing to waste time that could be spent elsewhere in my business. So at this time, I had heard Sal Sankata talk about outsourcing and I wasn't outsourcing yet, but the statement that he made about having someone else do certain tasks so that you could spend time doing things that will actually change your business, bring in revenue, really stuck with me. So I wanted to see how I was spending my time, which is kind of a scary prospect. If you've never done it before, it is kind of a scary prospect to be really, really honest with yourself about your time and say, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. That's hard to do. So I wanted to see where I was wasting time and where that time could be spent elsewhere in my business to be marketing, to be building partnerships, building relationships. I wanted to see where I could spend time actually building my business and getting my name out there instead of wasting it on social media and Facebook specifically. (laughs) So I went through this business course And I tracked my time religiously using FreshBooks and they have a free option. You can track your time and it also includes categories. So you can really nail down the specifics of what you spend the most time on, which again, kind of scary, but it was necessary. I needed to do this audit of my time to see where I was spending this time and what I could be doing instead. 
So what I learned, I tracked my time for about a week. I'm sorry, a year. (laughs) I tracked my time for a year and I tracked everything. I tracked networking and social media and emails and blog posts and everything, editing. I tracked it all. And I learned that I was working between 60 and 80 hours a week. And so much of that was spent going back and forth between tasks. I would spend an hour blogging and then switch to an hour of email and then switch to an hour of editing and then switch just going back and forth all over the place. And I know that we tend to get this shiny object syndrome. So if I was working on, let's say blogging and I'm like, oh, I really want this photo for this blog post. Then I would go and find the photo and say, oh, that's not edited the way I want. And then I end up editing like 20 photos instead. And we're just going back and forth so much. Our culture really feeds this need to kind of go back and forth because we have so many apps on our phone and so many things that are pulling for our attention. Now, let's talk a little bit about what that means. We call it multitasking, right? And I have had some arguments with loved ones about multitasking. And these people that I adore have told me that multitasking is a fallacy and that it's not true. And I have fought this to the death, what it seems like, because as a mom, multitasking is a must. It is just part of our everyday lives. You can't be making dinner and watch your kid pick up a super sharp knife and be like, nope, I got to focus on dinner. It just doesn't work that way. So as a parent, as a mother, multitasking is a necessity. However, when it comes to business, I'm going to tell you something you probably don't want to hear. If you continue multitasking, you are shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to your productivity. And here's why. So I've done a lot of research on this and I've looked into it more and there's something called context switching. So for example, if you have an eight hour day, And you decide that you are going to spend four hours of that day editing and four hours of that day marketing. Logic would say that you are spending 50% of your time editing and 50% of your time marketing. Yes, because we have 100% in your day. And if you're going to do half and half, then like logically the brain would say, well, that's 50% on each side. But the fact is that that is not true. The more that you split up your attention the more time it takes for your brain to go back and forth between the two. It's a phrase called context switching. So what that means is if you have an eight hour day and you're going to spend four hours on one activity and four hours on another, instead of 50% on each activity, you're actually looking at probably about 45% on one activity and 45% on another activity, leaving you 10% of time that is wasted because your brain is now trying to adjust to switching between the two. It's really, really fascinating. I could go all like neuro geek on you and tell you more, but that is basically the rundown of what context switching means. And in the show notes, I will give you the link to a video that kind of outlines it in more detail. So basic overall idea is that when you are switching back and forth between tasks, you are losing so much of your productivity time because your brain now has to adjust to moving to a different task. You will get so much more done if you avoid the multitasking. So let's go into three things that you can do right now that you can implement right now to help you be more productive in your business. First... 
And if you are a part of my Facebook group, you've heard me talk about this before. It's something that I had to learn the hard way. And I I really, I want you to learn from my mistake so that you don't have to make it yourself. So the first suggestion, recommendation that I have for you is to plan your day. This is so important. Some people like to do it the night beforehand and that's fine. Personally, I do it in the morning. Sometimes I'll do it the night before. It just depends on my work schedule, but I want you to plan your day. This is especially important for me because right now I only work with clients two days a week. So my business is set up specifically to put everything into these two days. And it's very, very important that I plan my days every single day. When I make this plan, I write it out in my planner and you guys have probably seen, I love the desire map planner by Daniel Laporte, but any planner will do. You can even just use one of those cheapy spiral notebooks from Walmart or whatever. Write it down, plan your day, decide what times you're going to work on certain things. Even if you don't have clients, if you write down what time you're going to be doing certain things, it will help you so much. I'm going to talk about why in just a second, but I also want you to decide when you're planning your day, think about your big three. So this will be three things that you have to get done that day and you'll feel like you just kicked ass. Like that was a good day. You were productive. And I want those big three things to be things that will move you forward toward your goals. So do not let these big three things be something like return someone's email because that's crap. (laughs) Don't fall into that trap. Decide on three things every day that you want to accomplish that will help move you forward towards your goals. And that will be part of your planning when it comes to planning your day. And I want you to write them down every day. I have colored pens because I prefer color. And when I finish one of my big three, for the day, I will cross it off with a different color so that it's very obvious that I finished it. And it just helps me feel like I got more done. And then you feel better about yourself too. You're moving forward. You're doing an amazing job. And you know that you're really working towards what you want to have in your business and your life. Now, I resisted this so much. I'm very much a free spirit. Like, I just want to do what I want, when I want. And even though I am kind of a combo type A free spirit, which I know is a weird combination. I don't want to stick with a plan. I don't want to have this rigid idea of what I have to do. I want to do what I feel like, and I don't respond very well to constraints. However, that is why this works so well for me, because I plan my day that day. So it's not like I'm saying every Tuesday, I'm going to do this or every Thursday, I'm going to do this. I plan my day that morning. That way it is still somewhat of a free day and I can decide whatever I want to do. It's not very rigid. I decide what I'm going to do that morning and I stick with it. It can be different every single day, which is what I love. Now let's talk about the timing. So If I have, for instance, tomorrow morning, I have a full morning that's a work morning, meaning I don't have any clients. I don't have any interviews. It is strictly a work morning and I will still plan that morning out. And here's why Parkinson's law says that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Now, Parkinson's law comes from the 20th century British scholar C. Northcote Parkinson. And basically what that means is that when you have a specific task that needs to be done, when you have a deadline, the task will fill to fit the amount of time that you have before that deadline. So 
People fight me on this all the time. And I always ask if you have homework that needs to be done by Tuesday, when are you going to be doing that homework? Chances are your answer will probably be Monday or Monday night. We put things off. We procrastinate and we let things take the amount of time that we give them. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. However, when you have a specific task that needs to be done, sometimes you just need to get it done and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off can really be a drawback when it comes to your productivity. So the reason that I'm telling you this is because of the timing with planning your day, I will plan very specific tasks for very specific times. So for instance, if I know that I have a work day tomorrow, I will say from 9am to 10am will be podcast work from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. will be this work. And usually they're kind of all related. So maybe podcasts, maybe interviews, maybe I'm speaking with um, potential interview, awesome boss ladies. There could be uh, so many different things that are related. However, I do put a time on them. And the reason is Parkinson's law. When you have a specific amount of time to complete a task, you will likely spread that task out. Even if it's maybe it's just a phone call and you're like from nine to nine 30, I'm going to get this phone call done. You're probably going to make that phone call at nine 25 <laughs> because you're going to put it off. So having an end time to a specific task that I need to do gives me a deadline. It tells me that I need to have it done by this time because at that time I'm moving on to something else. That has been huge for me. I know it sounds so silly, right? Like duh, but it really, really, really helps. If you set an end time and you have a specific amount of time that you have to do a specific task, it will help you get so much more done to set an end time, to set a deadline when you need to have that task done. So Let's talk about one more thing that kind of fits in with this first recommendation when it comes to productivity, and that is planning your week. So this kind of goes against my free spirit. And again, I fought this for a long time, but as my kids get older and they start to have things of their own that we need to plan for, this is really important for our family. So either Sunday night or Monday morning, I will look at my calendar for the week and I will do a very loose plan for the week. So for instance, Mondays are usually my family days. And by family, I don't necessarily mean spending time with my family, but working on things that help my family. So things like meal planning or making sure the cleaners are coming whenever they're supposed to. If they're coming this week, we need to pick up, make sure that they can get to where they need to go and checking the kids' schedules. Do I need to make sure someone is picking them up on a certain day of the week? It's all family stuff. And for anyone that has children, you know how frustrating that can be. And even if you don't have kids, if your life is busy and you're at a busy season in your life, you probably still have several plans. Oh my gosh, look at this. I have this going on this weekend. That means that this week I need to do this, 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 and this. And setting aside some time where you can really focus on that stuff will help you just get it all done. Just get it done. Get it out of the way. And for me, that is usually Mondays. I don't usually take clients on Mondays. It's pretty rare. And that is the day that I really spend making sure that my home is running well and my kids are taken care of. And yes, this is very much like an constantly just growing task. But Monday is the day where I can really put into place plans for that to happen and happen successfully. So Mondays are usually my domestic days. And when I'm doing this week planning, I plan on that. And then Tuesdays right now are work days. 
in the summer. That will change. Wednesdays are client days. Thursdays are client days. Fridays, sometimes client days, but usually that's the day that I take to go do something fun with my kids. So my family day on Monday is usually not super fun stuff, but it's stuff that needs to get done. And then Friday we go do something fun. So It really helps me to look at my week and kind of group things together, which actually takes us very beautifully into number two, the second thing that you can implement right now to help your productivity, and that is batching. This is something that I did not feel like I needed to do for a long time. And then once I started doing it, I was kicking myself like, why the heck didn't I do this sooner? This is crazy. And this is kind of what I was talking about in planning your week. Batching means to put the same tasks or very similar tasks all together. For instance, if you are doing editing of photos, set aside a day to do it all because that will avoid that context switching that we were talking about. And you won't be going back and forth between editing and email and Facebook and all this stuff. Put everything together so that you can get so much done in that time because you're super focused. I also batch kind of a girl inside trick. When you work from home, you tend to wear like yoga pants and a t-shirt because well, you can. So Batching my external appointments, interviews, things like that really helps because then I only have to get dressed up and do my makeup one day a week. I know some of you are probably rolling your eyes at that and others of you are like, hell yeah. So that really helps me to batch all of my appointments together. Also, I batch my client work as well. Like I said, I only work with clients two days a week and some people think that that's really rigid and a constraint for my clients. And it's really not. My clients know and love my schedule and we make it work. So I usually only work with clients two days a week and we have a ball. I do all my shoots on those days. I do all of my reveals on those days. I do all of my deliveries on those days. And it also helps with my team because I can have one of my team members here to help me with those things. And she doesn't have to be here four days a week. We get it all done. We batch it together and it makes life so much easier because we're not bouncing all over the place, trying to focus and really failing at focusing overall. Another thing that's really, really helpful when it comes to batching is keeping like projects together. So for instance, when it comes to my podcast work, I typically just call it podcast work. So it may be recording, it may be editing, it may be show notes. It doesn't really matter. It's all podcast work. And for you, it might be client work or it could be marketing. Maybe you set aside a full day for marketing. And in that time, you set up your editorial calendar and schedule all of your social media or you meet with people and discuss partnerships all day. And you just have several meetings because when you are focused on that and you have a set goal, it will help you to just do one right after the other. Speaking of social media, let's talk about batching that because that can be such a huge, huge time suck. Oh my gosh. Batching social media. Not only do we schedule social media posts, But I will set a specific amount of time that I go in and interact in my groups. I do not want to be on Facebook all day. It kills my day. And it means that I don't get very much done. So I really, really try to batch it. Now, I'm not always very good at that because we all get that, ooh, something shiny kind of thing going on. And I am definitely included in that. But it really, really helps to batch it 
put it together and stick to it. If you know that you only have a few hours to work on a very specific project, get it all done, get it in there. It fits very well with planning your day and planning your week to batch everything. And it will really, really help you to get so much done. All right, let's talk about number three. So, so far, just to recap, number one was planning your day, having your big three and planning your week. Just give yourself a loose plan. And number two is batching everything that you have to do so that you can stay focused and not have to worry about going back and forth. And number three, the final recommendation that I have for you. And believe me, I could talk about productivity all day long with all the things that I've learned, but these are the big three is email and Facebook messages. So if you know me at all, you know that Facebook messages and I are not friends. We don't get along. It doesn't work half the time for me. It is such a drain in so many ways. I do love email. I communicate primarily with my clients via email. It just makes things easier for me, but I do not live in my email inbox. And when I talked about this in my Facebook group, so many people were like, what? It is something that I really had to buckle down on. It is not easy to do. And when you are working with your clients primarily via one method of communication to only check that one method once a day, That was hard. I had to tell myself over and over again that the world was not going to end if I did not check my email 25 times a day. We check our email way too often. And so many business owners think that you have to live in your email box. And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. I check my email once a day. Now I do have it on my phone. And if I, for instance, have a client tomorrow and I see that she sends me an email, I will look at that email. But I'm not going to go in and respond unless there's a fire to put out. And usually that's only like, oh, client's coming in tomorrow and she just realized she has a ton of bug bites on her legs. Is that going to be okay? Little things like that. Or if it's one of my stylists that is scheduled for this week coming up and she has a family emergency and she has to cancel, I need to know those things right away. But generally speaking, I only check my email respond to clients, respond to inquiries once a day, five days a week. I don't do it on the weekends either. That can be really hard to swallow, but it really, really, really helps you get so much more done. Email can just be a huge time suck, so much like social media. And if you are on several newsletter lists or email lists, and believe me, I'm on, I think Unroll Me said like 500 recently. I love information. I am an information junkie. Give me all the information. I love to learn education. I want it all. And it all comes via email. So I have really had to stop myself and say, you know what? The world's not going to end right now. If you are spending some time with your family, if you're out with your partner and you're constantly checking email, that sucks. (laughs) If someone was not giving you their full attention, it wouldn't feel very good. I think about the time that I lost with my kids, constantly worried about checking email. And I'm just so not okay with that. So think about your email and think about truly how often you have to check it. And if you are not okay with once a day, then make it twice a day, but set a time. Tell yourself you're only going to check your email at 10 a.m. and maybe at 3 p.m. That way you can start your day a little bit and then end your day a little bit. But really email is someone else's to-do list. It is not your list. Your email is not what's going to move you forward in your goals and the things that you want to achieve with your business. And you have to be very, very careful not to let it run your day. So 
I want to talk about a few questions that I got when I said I only check my email once a day because I feel like people were so up in arms about this and they were freaking out. So let's talk about that. Someone asked me if I have an autoresponder for my email so that people know that I won't get back to them right away. And the short answer is no. Now I do work with Pixify so that anyone who inquires with me about booking with me will get an auto response if they use the form on my website. But if they just email me directly, I do not have an autoresponder. I actually don't care for autoresponders unless I'm on vacation or something. I just feel like they're very impersonal and I would rather give someone a personalized response. So they will be okay waiting. Checking it once a day means that they will not go more than 24 hours without being responded to. And when I'm in my email, a lot of times what happens too, so I tend to check my email at about 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And a lot of times what happens is While I'm spending the half hour checking my email and going through and responding to everything, people will also respond back. So we almost have kind of a conversation going during that time. So then they get a really fast response from me. If I'm in my email, they're going to get that response really, really fast right away. And if I'm not, it's okay. It's going to be less than 24 hours until I respond to them. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I think that we have convinced ourselves that people are going to freak out if we don't answer right away. And I've even said this in my Facebook group with my clients. If you are upset with me because I do not respond to you within an hour of your email, you're probably not the right fit for me. I am first and foremost a mom and a wife, and I'm not going to spend my entire day checking my phone email just to make sure that I don't miss something. My ideal clients, my love, the clients, my dream clients, the ones that I love to work with the most understand this and they accept it and they actually really admire it. They're really glad that I don't do that. They want to work with someone who will give them their full attention instead of being constantly distracted by their kids. So when I am responding to their email, they are getting a thought out response I am focused on them. I'm not sitting on my couch checking my email while my kid is climbing on me and I'm trying to figure it out. They know that when I am working with them, I am focused on them because when I'm not working with them, I'm focused on someone else and they're okay with that. So number three, do not check your email and Facebook messages all day long. Check them once a day. If that makes you truly uncomfortable, let's go with twice a day. And maybe you can narrow it down to one in the future. I promise you the world will not end. It will be okay. <laughs> so just to recap, the three recommendations that I have for you to really get so much done when it comes to productivity and moving yourself forward in your business towards your goals instead of towards someone else's goals for you. First, plan your day, decide on your big three, and also plan your week. Batch those things together, which is number two, batching so that when you're planning your week, you can look at the week and say, today is a business day. Today is a family day. Today is an editing day. It will really help you by batching like tasks together because you'll understand what's coming and you'll be able to focus on that. And number three, the controversial one, the one that everyone gets upset about, check your email once a day. Facebook messages too. Once a day is plenty. You do not have to live by your inbox. Let someone else handle it if you want to outsource or if you're not going to outsource, which that's one thing I'm not comfortable with outsourcing just yet. Only check it once a day. 
I hope this has been helpful for you. I know productivity is something that we struggle with, especially as creatives, because we don't want to think about tasks that need to be done, right? We want to think about the big picture and what is this going to look like when it's all done? We're dreamers. We are absolutely dreamers. We want to dream about the amazing things that can come from the work that we do. But that work requires sometimes these little tasks broken down that are so menial and tedious sometimes to us that we put them off and we put them off and we put them off. And I promise you, if you follow these three recommendations, it will help you get more done throughout your day so that you can grow your business and really design your life the way that you want it. So I really, really hope that this has been helpful for you. If you loved it, would you do me a favor and hop onto iTunes and leave a review? I know, I know you may not be an iTunes fan. I get it. But those reviews mean so much and they warm my heart. Seriously, have brought me to tears. I thank you so much for your reviews. We're going to start doing the review of the week and I have a special present for you that'll be so much fun. And I would love for you to subscribe leave a review, let me know what you think, and also let me know what you want to learn. I feel like sometimes I want so much to help people and impact lives that I kind of get overwhelmed by that. And I'm like, I just want to show you all the things and I want to teach you all the things. And we got to break it down, little bite sizes, little chunks, so that I can help you build and design your life and your business so that you can do it on your terms and set yourself up for success based on what success means to you. So check out the show notes at www.businessstraightuppodcast.com and subscribe, leave a review. If you have any questions, we have a Facebook group that has amazing people and I am there often. We go in, we chat, we talk, I answer questions. So check us out, Business Straight Up. And I hope that you have an amazing day. Get lots done and focus on whatever you need to focus on, even if it's just loving on your family. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to Business Straight Up. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Check out the show notes for this and all of the episodes at businessstraightuppodcast.com. And I can't wait to talk with you again. Have a great day.